You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 249. Today, you're gonna discover how a baby whisperer radically transformed her relationship with money and catapulted her business. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So, how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now, with over 2 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? James Wedmore here. How you doing? It's a Wednesday case study of the week episode. Ah, I feel like we haven't done like one for like a month. It's been a while, and we've got a very special one for you today. You're in for a treat, the baby whisper. This has got to be probably the weirdest, most, huh? Bizarre titles of an episode. What is a baby whisper? You're going to find all that out more because one of my favorite things is bringing you course creators and coaches that are crushing it in niches that you didn't even know existed. And this is one of them. So I'm so excited. But yes, it's been a while since we've done a case study episode. Quite frankly, it's just because of the bandwidth that I have. I'm making a very concerted effort to not say yes to too many things right now. Right now, it's kind of crazy. I have like three events I'm speaking at in one in one week, one of which is Kajabi. I think by the time this episode's live, I will have already spoke there. But a three events in one week. That's crazy. It just kind of happened that way, you know? I try not to do that and trip by it. In fact, I try not to speak at too many events at all. And then there you go, three in one week. So yeah, you know, doing three episodes a week on the podcast, I love doing, but it does take a lot of time from scheduling the guests and getting the right time. And, you know, we do like a pre-show or a pre-planning part before the episode, all that good stuff. And then I got to come in here and do a intro. I'm not complaining. <laughs> but that's basically why, just so you guys know. But I do want to bring more of these to you because every single week on our team meeting, I mean, I don't know if you guys knew this, but every week on our team meeting, we have a team meeting first thing in the morning and we spend like five to 10 minutes just sharing the case studies, the wins, the success stories and the results that our students are getting at each and every one of our products and programs that we offer. And it's, I mean, we're only bringing like a fraction of them and their stories to you here on the podcast but it's, it's an honor to do that. And I think you guys who have been tuning into our Wednesday episodes, we've gotten a lot of feedback that they're becoming quickly becoming a lot of our listeners' favorite segments. And the reason why is because these aren't just like testimonials. Like, oh, let me just talk about James and his program. Like, I don't wanna do that here. And you guys get that. I think you get a sense of that by now. I want you learning from them. So we make a very intentional, concerted effort that on every single one of these episodes, that that individual is sharing something with you. And I think that's extremely important. I think that's extremely valuable that you're learning from as many people who are doing it, doing the work, getting it done and getting results. And today is no exception. And she's an extraordinary, phenomenal woman, Tamiko Kelly. And yes, she is the baby whisperer. <laughs> she helps tired moms get their babies to sleep through the night. And I know there's somebody listening who's like, oh my gosh, I need that right now. Or like your friend or your sister or your neighbor needs that right now. <laughs> Am I right? And Tamiko has been doing this for years. 
she can get newborns and toddlers and infants and all the, all the babies to sleep peacefully through the night consistently and then like never have an issue. And she's been able to build a very, very successful online business around that where she started, where she was just going like door to door or like in person, like flying to you. But she's been able to grow the business virtually through courses and digital training programs. And I've been wanting to get her on the show for a while because she's a powerhouse. Like this is a a little bit of a longer one, but it's so inspiring. And she talks so much. She talks about some of her biggest secrets that she attributes to her success and why she's been able to grow so fast and reach so many people. One of the things that she talks about is her vision. We have a fantastic conversation about that. But then all of a sudden, we drop into this whole conversation around money. Money, 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 money. Oh, and it's such a good one. It's like amazing because I heard something from her. Her relationship with money is unlike anything I've ever heard before. And it's no wonder it ain't a quinky dink that she's wildly successful as well. An interesting phenomenon is thinking that you can grow a business where we measure growth by money, yet you don't want to address your money stuff. Like I can still hold on to my stories that money is finite. People who have money are bad or greedy. Money doesn't grow on trees. You got to work harder if you want to make more money. Easy come, easy go. All that BS nonsense that our parents taught us, unfortunately. They didn't know any better. Don't blame them. We can hold on to that and still make more money. (laughs) What? It's crazy pants. So Tamiko offered something I just thought was so cool. So cool. So that's a little treat for you at the end of this episode. But anyways, you're going to love this. And if you do, please let Tamiko know. We'll put all of her contact detail, like not her phone number or home address, but we're going to put like how you can stay in contact with her, like on Instagram and all that cool stuff. So uh, anyways, less talky talky from me and more listening, listening from you. Without further ado, let's play that amazing interview with none other than the baby whisperer herself, Tamiko Kelly. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another amazing Mind Your Business Case Study of the Week episode. I'm here with my dear friend, Tamiko Kelly. Tamiko, how you doing? I'm good. I'm here. The party can begin, James. It it can start now, officially. (laughs) I I am so excited to hang out with you because we've had the wonderful privilege of actually doing a Facebook Live together, sharing a lot of your story, what you do, and your growth, and people like obviously they love you but they just they loved that segment we brought on a lot featured a lot of entrepreneurs and people just couldn't get enough of you so let's give some more to to miko out to the world and uh i love it yeah Yeah. so it's great having you on why don't we start at the beginning for those who don't know you why don't you share just a little bit about what you do who you help why you do it i love it so as James has said, my name is Tamiko Kelly, and I help tired moms feel like themselves again by teaching them how to get their babies sleeping through the night. My clients lovingly call me the baby whisperer, and I've been in the sleep training game since 2008. I've helped thousands of parents all over the country get a good night's sleep, and I am a baby whisperer because Sleep is super important. And I think in America, we are taught to hustle harder, do more, be more, show up more places as adults. And that's trickling down to our children, which is leading them down a path of exhaustion at very young ages. Many kids are misdiagnosed with 
a lot of disorders that honestly are just due to a lack of sleep. And so, you know, it's my mission to empower a million families by 2025 to get a good night's sleep because I know that once everybody in your house is a good night's sleep, everything else in your life will be 1000% easier. Holy cow. So wait a second. I'm going to take like a whole u-turn on this episode for a moment because i'm really geeking out over this so because i've known what you what you do for a while but this is the first time i've heard you speak to this bigger vision how long has this vision been driving you so i just put the pen to the paper during my time in bbd Mm -hmm. so like in like the last six months i actually got it out of my head, put it on paper and it's like, yes, this is, this is why I do what I do. Before I was kind of like loosey goosey with it. Oh, I just love it. It's fun. And now I'm like, no, 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 this, you do it because you've seen firsthand, like the results of people who choose the weighted out method, thinking that their baby's just going to auto magically sleep through the night when they're ready. Yeah. Like you've or this seen is just a, a little phase and in a few weeks it'll be back to normal or something. Right. Exactly. Wow. Like I've seen it firsthand. So I'm like, no, we got to stand in our power with this and be unapologetic about it because people have to realize what's at stake. hundred percent. So you've been doing this for a long time and you've already helped thousands. So was part of this, like looking back that that's what drove you all along was noticing the ripple effect and the impact that this work was having? Yes, because my clients, like once I work with your family, like we are bonded for life. Like mm. I still go to birthday parties of kids who are almost teenagers now. That's amazing. And I helped them like when they were babies. So just seeing the clients that I've touched and how their parents always tell me, oh my God, my son or my daughter is the only one of my uh, friends. I mean, my son and daughter is the only one out of our group of friends who sleeps all night in their bed even at five, at 10 or older. And so I was like, okay, wow, like there's something bigger to this than just like sleep. Yeah, Like it's a bigger message that needs to be told around that because people hear sleep and it's like, "Uh uh-huh, whatever, la, la, la. We can sleep when you're dead. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) Like, oh, it's fine. But painting the picture of what your life will look like when you have a baby who's not a baby anymore, who's like in kindergarten, and is sleeping so they can do well in school, I think that helps parents really understand the gravity of if you wait, because I I help kids up to age seven. So I get calls all the time from parents who have a five, six-year-old going into pre-K, kinder, first grade, depending on like where you live, and they their kids only sleep five hours a night, and they mm. go to school, fall asleep in class, they have discipline issues at school, and it all can be tied back to the lack of sleep. Yeah. Wow. So it's been about six months since you really put this vision onto paper. Any differences that you can see or experience in the vision or how you our business or how you show up since having that vision clarified? Yes. So now I am, you know, I've always been confident, but now I'm confidently clear on why I'm doing what I'm doing. So when I'm making the offers to people on my webinars or during discovery calls or at the line at the grocery store, which I get lots of clients at the grocery store. Like all this, (laughs) you know, it's clearer to me when I'm talking to people, how I articulate the message so that they hear what I'm saying versus me preaching to people. Because if 
sometimes like when you know what you know like you're so in it it's yep. just it could become like very preaching people don't want to be preached to like they want to be heard and so it's really helped me to further define my message yeah so, so people receive it better 100 percent. and do you have do you have a team at all right now I do. So I have one assistant who I work with on a regular basis, and then I have videographers and transcriptionists and like freelancers uh, and stuff like that. Yeah, freelancers. How has that helped either the freelancers or the assistant having a vision? So my freelancers have been with me like for years, and people always complain, "Oh, I can't find somebody." I'm like, I don't know what y'all doing because I've had my same freelancers. <laughs> I, I I'm the same way. <laughs> I ask the same question. Yeah, yeah. For like five or six years, mm-hmm. and like they know, like it's so nice to be able to send an email and be like, "Okay, here goes the video." I'm like, okay, and like they edit, it, like they know exactly what to do. I don't have to say anything. Yeah. So with them, they get it because they are actually editing and seeing the things that the moms are saying so they're just like oh my god this is amazing so like my videographer had a baby Mm. she went through my course for newborns for moms with newborns and she was just like to me go you don't understand like all of my friends think i have like this magic power of my baby like they don't understand how she's like (laughs) super 12 weeks and sleeping 12 hours and like her husband is just like what did you do and so she was just so flabbergasted when she actually went through the material and so it worked on her own baby. And so now she's like a super evangelist for me in all her mom groups and stuff. But so for them, they've seen the journey from me in the beginning and then kind of they've, they've yeah. grown with me. And so like they totally get it. My assistant, she is she's newer to me. So she just started like two or three months ago. Oh, awesome. But but are you sharing yeah, the but, vision with her from the beginning? Like, here's what we I do. did not. Sh- I did not share with her from the beginning because mm-hmm. I did not know if she was going to stay. Uh, um okay. But she is definitely a person who I already know that she's going to be with me for a while because she's hungry and she sees this as a partnership versus I'm just working for somebody. And that, for me, is what I was looking for in my next person, somebody who's like invested in what I'm doing on our next team meeting. I will bring her into the to the bigger vision now that she's been with me for a while and she's met the mom she's talked to the moms i mean she's like she she's even said oh my god these these folks like they love you so much and i was like yes (laughs) (laughs) well look the reason i went down this end this wasn't what we were going to talk about but when i hear this i'm just like yes finally like (laughs) this makes me so happy Because notice what you said, like, you're right. Like so many people are like, I can't find the right people and blah, blah, blah. And you said something very key with your assistant to two to three months. You said, I can see now that she's invested in what I'm doing. You didn't say she's invested in me. She's invested in what I'm doing and what you're doing and what she's really invested in is the vision and the work that you're doing. She believes in you because she believes in the vision and she gets it. Maybe you haven't said it to her in a fancy sentence like you told me, but from right. seeing the testimonial, seeing the feedback, the transformation, she gets it. And great people, right. you know, I've, great business is built by great teams and great people join great teams when there's a great vision. They, they're on board with the vision. They're not on board for you. They don't care about you. They care about being a part of something great. 
and working right. towards something and being a part of that. And that's just so important. And even if it's just us right now, I can't stress enough, guys, how important it is to have some essence of some sort of vision that's bigger than you. Because I have to assume, Tamika, that there's been times in your life, just like there are for most of us, where we're like, who am I to be doing this? And oh, did you have qualms or st- stories when you went from doing it one-on-one in someone's house to selling an online course? Oh my God. Oh yes. I had stories long enough to probably circle Japan three times. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like, yeah. yeah, I had lots of stories. But now Definitely. that the new story is I'm going to impact 1 million families by 2025. So when that story has more power and velocity than the, oh, what about it? You know, if it's an online course or what it is and who am I and blah, 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 it overpowers those. Right. It, it says, Agreed. you know, I don't have time to dwell in my stories, fears, worries, and concerns because I, I'm up to something bigger. And right. that's where I need to operate from. I just, I love that. So let me, I mean, you've had like amazing success, not just because you provide, I mean, that's a huge piece of it, right? You, you're right. you're actually helping a lot of people, but you've been able to build a business. I think you're an extremely savvy business owner. Where would you like to take this episode? Like, what do you attribute to a lot of your, what do you attribute a lot of your success too, and what kind of advice do you think would be beneficial to our listeners? You know, I really attribute my success to my mom because she told me that I could be anything I wanted to be at a very young age. And she, well, like when you hear that, like when you are like five or six and you hear it all the time, like you just believe it. you're like, okay, I could be whatever I want to be. Like it, it's, it's not a question. Yeah. And so I grew up always knowing that whatever I wanted to do, whatever I wanted to be, it was 100% possible. Like it was never a doubt in my mind. So like when I got to high school, people were just like, oh, I want to be a singer, but I don't know what to do. And I was like, girl, you sing. Like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> if you want to be a singer, you sing. You like, just I don't, sing. I don't yeah. understand like, like what we're talking about. So yeah. that's when I realized the first time in high school that everybody did, did not grow up like that. Like they did not have somebody pouring into them on a daily basis mm-hmm. so that they would believe that anything is possible. And, you know, as I grew up, a lot of folks like my house was like the hangout house in high school. Everybody loved to be at my house, be around my mom. And it really showed me at a very young age the importance of our words and what we say, Mm. because that really turns into how we act and behave in real life. Because somebody could say, oh, I'm a millionaire every day in affirmations. But if you are, you know, still behaving in a way that somebody who is on government assistance or, you know, on some other type of track financially, then are you really a millionaire? Or yeah. are we just saying it because it's like the flavor of the season? Yeah. But like, do you really believe that? And right. so that really helped me. And so I'm really big on the power of your words, like what you say to yourself. Not what other, not what other people say to you, but what you say to yourself, because that soundtrack is the only one, in my opinion, that matters because 100%. it's the one that you hear day in and day out. 100%. Oh, I love that. I, lo- I love that you call it a soundtrack, too. It really yeah. is. <laughs> but yeah, going back to the affirmations piece, too, it's, it's like, yeah, it's like you're saying for five minutes a day that I'm a millionaire. Awesome. Right. But for 23 hours and 55 minutes of the day, through your actions, you're saying that right. you're not. Now, if you do something right. for 23 hours and you do something else for five, 10 minutes, which one wins? You know, exactly. it's what's the one you're doing more of. And I just think that's so important. So 
No, but that sounds, you know, real easy for you, Tamiko. So you just, you know, believed in yourself <laughs> from like age six. I didn't, right. you know, and I'm in my 40s doubting myself. Like, what advice would you have for someone other than just like, well, just go believe in yourself. Because like, <laughs> I, that's what you want to say, right? Like, just go believe right. in yourself. And they're like, well, I have 40 years of not believing in myself. So five right. minutes of doing the opposite. It's like, it's hard. Well, I mean, I always tell people, I'm a visual person, and so mm. it helps me to be able to see things. So if you're a visual person like me, go find evidence that counteracts what you are making up an excuse for. So if you're saying, I'm 40, I can't be a millionaire at 40, go find people who are millionaires and over 40 right. so that you can shut that shit down. Yeah. Because yeah. at the end of the day, the more stuff that you can provide yourself to see on a daily basis that counteracts the negative thoughts or the excuses that you have, the easier it is for you to release that, to let it go. Because you're like, it's just not true. I see Sally, I see Sean, I see whoever you see that like they're doing it. Why can't I do it? So it's like, for me, it helps to have examples of things that are the opposite of whatever negative belief that I am holding on to. And then surround yourself with people who are millionaires or who are at the next step of their business journey. So if you are making $40,000 and you want to make your first six figures, get in groups of people who are already making six and multiple six figures because that will then become your new normal. That's so true. There's two things I, I want to touch upon here because I, I love what you're saying. It, the first is like, it's as if you really, really have to play like prosecutor to that soundtrack. You have right. to you know, make a case against that soundtrack. If the soundtrack is not congruent and in alignment with the goals and outcomes that you want. And you gotta keep right. fighting because you can even find proof of, oh, okay, here's Sally, she's 10 years older than me and she's doing it. Then you watch what comes next. Oh yeah, but Sally has this, or she's <laughs> right. different because of blah, blah, blah. And now it's something new and it can keep going. And keep uh, going on and on. You yeah. got you got to keep arguing for your case until until you win. But right. I I love this. It really is a hack because it's so simple. It's so easy. It sounds too simple. It really does sound too simple. But I cannot tell you how how much of an impact it will have on your life when you simply put yourself in an environment with like minded people that have what you want to be the dumbest person right. in the room. And it's amazing how fast you just rise because they think differently, they behave dif differently, they talk about different things, their energy goes into different focus on different things, and you just right. naturally align to that, which by the way, means the opposite is already true, right? To just kind of get aware of, well, who are you spending your time with now? Right. You know, right. it's like, maybe we should spend more time with other people that have more of right. what you want. Well, and it's like if you are working a corporate job and you want to leave your corporate job and all of your friends are in corporate and they think that like you're crazy for wanting to leave your cushy job that you work so hard for to get this MBA for in your degree, then I think it's time for you to remove yourself and find some new friends who actually will support your dreams of entrepreneurship. Yes. So here's how I look at that there's not 100% of you congruent with that decision, right? You wanna leave yeah. corporate. Okay, that initial urge is you wanna leave, but already within you is a part of you that's saying, but that's crazy. I wanna leave, right. but that's crazy. And so right. when you then hang out with the people that believe the part of you that it's crazy, 
guess what? The this is crazy, don't do it part gets bigger, gets stronger, and that's where you right. focus your energy and therefore you don't quit. So you have to be able to say, okay, well, I want to be 100% aligned with the thing that I originally want. I got to go spend more time with people that don't think this is crazy, but think it's awesome. They think it's the best decision right. ever. Exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, that has always been something that I didn't intentionally do, but just found myself doing throughout the years was going to events, networking, friends that, that, that just become the people that you know like are your support system. And it's yeah. so vitally important, especially because so many people feel so alone doing this. Right, isolated for sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm a maverick, so I definitely have a, a bigger window, if you will, for risk. Like I don't, you know, I don't feel the, oh, I can't do this type thing. So I'm totally okay just taking like huge risks. And some people be like, oh my God, you're crazy. <laughs> so like for me, I had a corporate job that I 100%, I don't use the word hate a lot, but I can guarantee that's what I was feeling for this job. Mm. And it got to the point where I was like, I don't really care what's next. It just can't be here. So I left that job with like no money saved, no website, email list, Facebook funnel, Facebook. I just said, I don't, really care what happens at this point yeah. i just have to get out of this toxic environment and then literally 48 hours i made my first twenty thousand dollars for like my new package in my business and so wow. you know to me that big of a jump you know again hashtag results not typical but that <laughs> big of a jump yeah. for me was for my personality like that's what's required the yeah. longer i stay in a situation that i don't like the more excuses i can make for myself like i'm really good at making excuses for myself mm. so it's like the longer i stay in that environment that's not ideal for me i'll never leave so it's like i have to just rip the band-aid off and just leave in order for the transition to happen and, and I, if you're a person too who's like me maybe you just have to leave. Like, like right. you can't wait for the stars to be perfectly aligned. Yeah. And yes, hashtag results not typical. Uh, <laughs> however, I mean, I firmly believe that, you know, it, it become, it's like some of these quotes that just become so cliche, like one door has to close before another can open. <laughs> but I, I really think that that's what, you know, people are doing. They're waiting for things to be different their circumstances be different before they do something different. And then they end up waiting like a really long time. And I'm a big fan. I can only really do this for, I can invite people to try it on, but you know, it's your life, it's your responsibility, but it's very similar the way you're speaking, how I've approached my life is if I want something, I gotta take the leap of faith first. I gotta take the, that action of faith, knowing that it, that or something better is coming. Yeah, that's, that can be really freaking scary. But at the same time, oh. that, that's what entrepreneurship is. And I think people want the, the positives that come with entrepreneurship, which is like freedom and lifestyle and <laughs> right. all that stuff without realizing that like, that also comes with a massive amount of uncertainty. That, yeah. that we're, you know, uncertainty is inherent in entrepreneurship. Not knowing what's gonna work, risk and what am I doing today and what's the plan and where's the structure? Like you're creating all of that. I mean, I really see it as like, you're starting with a blank canvas. It's like, what do I paint? I don't know. Let's start something and see what, see, see if people like it. And that's part of it. If, and if we, if we don't really have the stomach for it, you know, maybe we shouldn't be jumping at all, you know? Right. I mean, entrepreneurship is not for everybody. And, and I'm the first one to say that. Like I, I've met many people who've asked me very frankly, 
you know, do you think I should do it? Do you have an I was like, listen, I cannot predict your life. That is not a gift that God gave me in heaven. He gave me a lot of gifts, but that's not one. And I'm just going to tell you the butt naked truth. Like my grandma says, if you do not have a stomach for risk, holding yourself accountable daily, because like there's no boss that's going to come knock on your door and say, James, wake up for the day. It's time for you to to start interviewing people for your podcast. It's time for you to go live on your Facebook page. Like if you don't have that kind of self-regulation accountability, then no entrepreneurship is not right for you because you are your business. Like whoever you decide to be, that's who your business will be. To me, it's a direct relationship. It's not an indirect, it's a direct relationship. So 100%. who, how, like if you have a crazy personal life, it's gonna show up in your business as being crazy, disconnected, inconsistent. People don't know what, like, what you're gonna be offering today and tomorrow. They don't know what you're known for. If everything in your personal life is good and great, and it's moving along great, then so will your business. So I think it's important to realize that you are your business and that means that your personal life also is a part of that as well. And so I've told many people, you really shouldn't start a business right now because your son or your daughter, like they're at a spot where like they really need you. Like you need Mm -hmm. to address, get this under control first then start your business that you could be 100% focused on that one thing and not have to be teetering between two things that are going to equally need your attention. Yeah. I love that you have such a holistic view of business like this because I, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And I just, <laughs> as much as we'd like to compartmentalize and maybe use it to like, oh, I'll hide or distract myself from this area of my life that isn't working by spending more time in my business. By the way, I've done that. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's going to keep screaming for your attention. And then you're right. It just, it manifests in, in the business itself. Yeah. yeah, That's, that's really huge. What what would you say are some mistakes that you, cause you kind of touched upon them, but mistakes you've, you see other entrepreneurs make that like would cause them to keep struggling. Making the wrong business investments. So picking things like, for example, if you are brand new, I call them baby entrepreneurs because like you everything i talk about is baby related because that's (laughs) that is my world baby brand yeah right exactly so if you're a newborn entrepreneur i mean like literally like you just had an idea yesterday and you're just trying to figure out if it's gonna work the worst thing that you could do is spend a gajillion dollars on branding logos websites and all the things because you don't even know if you have a viable idea yet. And so I think it's important to understand based on your stage of business, what is an important capital investment right now? Like, is it really spending $30,000 on a mastermind as a newborn entrepreneur? Probably not because Mm -hmm. you don't even know if you are even gonna enjoy being in business. It's just an idea. You're just thinking about it, kind of stretching your arms, seeing how it fits. You know, no, at this point in your business, the best thing that you can do is get people on the phone and talk to folks to figure out what they're struggling with and if what you have to offer can actually help people. I mean, that doesn't cost any money. It just costs send out a Facebook message to people. I mean, that that costs zero money. And the pre-work that you'll do will save you thousands upon thousands Mm. of dollars down the road. I think that also um, links or overlaps very closely to another mistake that I see, which is like this like ego attachment to the idea. 
you know, like not actually testing the idea and saying, no, I know that this is a great idea. Therefore, I'm just going to go for it without saying, how do we know for a fact that other people think this is a great idea? And it's really important that we know that you might have what you think is a great idea for a product and offer, but you will never know for a fact that it is until you have the proof. And the proof is in someone's payment. When someone right. act, even when you have friends that care about you and support you, and you're like, that's a great idea. You should totally, yes, I love it. It's like, well, it's a thousand bucks. Will you pay me? Oh, oh, no, I mean, like, it's a great idea. You should do it. You know, like, okay, that's not enough. Like, it's when you have the sale. That's the only time you know. And I love this. This is where we talk about, like, the MVP, the minimum viable project or promotion. Like, how do we get to that proof without spending thousands of hours and dollars to get there? What would you say is, like, a scary investment or a mistake investment you made? Do you think you've made any or... Not that you have any regrets or anything. No, I don't have any regrets. I definitely think that there are some some investments that I made early in my business that I felt like that money probably should have been reallocated to something else. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call it a mistake because I learned from that. Right. You know, I feel like in like when you're first starting a business, at least for me, because my industry, even now, my industry is still in its infancy. People still don't know that people like me exist. So I meet parents literally every day who have no idea that they can pay somebody to come no to their house and turn their baby. I know. So, yeah. so uh, my business is still in this, my industry is still in its infancy. And so because of that, I didn't have any mentors when I first started to mm. be able to ask, hey, what should I spend money on? Like, what do you think about this? So it was kind of just the try and see method, which I don't recommend anybody else do. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But, and so in the beginning, I spent a lot of money on things that, you know, again, in my opinion, money is never wasted because energy is never lost. But I do feel like that money could have been reallocated somewhere else where I could have seen an, an immediate return on what I spent the money on which is a good segue into, you know, for our people who are in MLMs or the home selling type business. I think in that industry, particularly, this is very important for them to hear me say is that you do not have to buy all of the things, all of the gadgets, all of the widgets, the planners, the packs, whatever they tell you to buy when you first start your business, because a lot of that money in the beginning really should be going towards researching and figuring out who do you want to serve even if you're selling the best socks in the world and you think everybody needs socks that's really not true because right. <laughs> there's so many choices of socks in the world that why should i pick your sock over the two dollar socks at walmart and yep. so i think i mean for me spending you know three hours of your time sitting down and really distilling who are the best fit for my socks and who do I like working with to sell these socks will save you a lot of headache instead of sending people random messages on Facebook trying to get me to buy your wares with I don't even know you girl and it's just <laughs> yeah. it's not cute. And do you all. do you feel like for your niche targeting you said moms, right? So you've already know yes. that it's like the mom is the decision maker here. She's the one who's gonna say yes, like we need this, we're gonna do this. I don't care what you say, we're doing it. Um, and it's chances are it's 
children at a certain age, like babies, infants. That, right. Do you niche down even further than that? Do you go like, oh, it's these type of moms or anything like that? So I'm actually playing with that this year to really focus on two types of moms. One are entrepreneur moms, mm. so moms who run businesses, moms who you know run successful like multi six figure businesses, because they have a lot to lose if yep. they can't get this baby to sleep. Yep. I mean, it's a lot. More it's a lot. Yep. <laughs> they have a lot to lose. Yep. And then the second are my high powered moms, so my CEO moms, CFOs those leaders of industry mm -hmm. who are having babies typically later in life. So after 35, early forties, mm -hmm. who they're at a point in life like they don't have the luxury to be up all night with a baby. They really need somebody to either A, be in their home or give them the blueprint and a program that they can follow and be able to get it done. Primarily those kind of women, I work with a lot of them. They just want you to come over and fix it. Like, they're like, I don't care what it costs. Just fix it. I, yep. I'm running a multi-million dollar company. I cannot be going into meetings like exhausted and frustrated and trying to figure my life out. That's what we call an ideal customer. <laughs> I don't care yes. what it costs. <laughs> here you go. Right. That's that's right. how do we work with those people? Um, <laughs> I okay. I love that. That's really interesting too. That you're. I, I love that you're continuing to like niche down and hone in on who you want to work with. Yeah. I want to go back though to something you said, which I really love that I want you to expand on. You said, I believe that money is never wasted because energy is never lost. Can you yes. expand upon that? Yeah, so if our listeners were like me, I grew up in the home where money analogies were plentiful. <laughs> Negative money analogies right. were, they were given out like Oreos to school kids on Easter Sunday. So. <laughs> They literally every day was like, don't leave my door open. We're not air conditioning the whole entire neighborhood. Yeah. You think I made of money. Money does not grow on trees. Mm -hmm. We cannot afford that. You need to eat all your food because there's hungry children in China. We've all heard these, right? Yeah. And so when you grow up in a environment where people are always talking negatively about money, you either A, become the cheapest person that you know because you know how to squeeze every single cent out of a dollar, or you're like me, you're the rebel who is just like, this is stupid. This is not based in reality. Yeah. And so I didn't know that when I was younger, but I was, it never felt right to me. I remember being like six or seven where I remember just thinking like, why are we so mad at money? Like, cause I felt like people were just angry in my house. Like, why are we angry about money? Yeah. And so at our early age, I became very rebellious when it came to money situation. I went the other direction. Yeah. They wanted to say, but I was just like, nope, we're going to spend it all because we only come this way once and we're just going to have the time of our life. And wow. so I went to like the other side of that yep. just because I did not, it didn't feel good to me to be so restricted to where I can't spend any money. And so it was through learning my own heart lessons through, okay, well, you can't be that crazy with money either. Like you got to find like, <laughs> yeah. the middle ground right. here. And so it was, you know, doing my money mindset work, mm. you know, really for like the last, I really started working on this in 2013, 14. So the last five years, like literally continuously, daily yeah. <laughs> working on this yeah. because I know that if I 
am to impact a million families, I have to show up fully for myself before I can show up for anybody else. And I know that money is a vehicle that will help me to be able to do that. And in order for that to work in my favor, I have to have a good relationship with money. So I view money as a person. She loves me. Mm. We always hang out together. Something's going wrong in life. She's going to come talk to me for advice. Like she's like my bestie. And I, I think of her as a friend who wants the best for me. And so when I made her a person versus just an inanimate object, it really forced me to be like, would you treat your best friend that way? Like, would you really do that to her? Or would you be like, "Mm, okay, let me just, let me think about this for a minute and let me just come back to this in a couple of days. And so when I said that statement, it's more, it's, for me, even if I mistreat her, so even if I do something <laughs> wrong that's yeah. not in line with what I would you know, normally do, yeah. we can sit down and have a conversation. <laughs> she can give me tips and tell yeah. me, okay, next time you may want to make a left instead of a right so that we don't yeah. have to go through this over again. You know, so it's like any relationship, right? It's like, it takes two to tango. Yeah. So I always feel like she's forgiving, but it's also like you cannot abuse right so don't be abusive this is when i oh sorry i I didn't want to interrupt but i just want to say i've never heard anybody describe money in this way before and i think this is amazing this is (laughs) this is awesome and why i think it's awesome too is because a lot of people and i used to be this way really like needy around money and if you looked at like one of your close friends how much do you think they'd hang around you if you became like super worried and needy? You're like, are we going to hang out again tomorrow? Why are we hanging out enough? Why, 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 why did you call me back? Like, do you think that's going to get them to want to hang out with you more? Oh my gosh. They're like, it's leave like, me alone. <laughs> it's like, go get a life. What's wrong with you? Yeah. So, yeah. So once I made money, gave her a persona and a person and, you know, someday she's a man and someday she's, it, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, we're ginger neutral over here. But, when I gave her a persona, it made me pause to be like, okay, whoa, would you do that if your friend was standing right in front of you right now? Would you really just blow your money on a new pair of Louboutins when you really and truly know that that money could better be served in your 401k? Mm, You know, so it's like, you know, making empowered decisions not feeling like you're missing out so no FOMO is allowed right right you're not missing out on anything because just because you don't buy the, the Louboutins today doesn't mean that you can't buy them on Friday yeah it just means right now today you that's not the best way to use your finances and so when I realized that like when I figured that out I was like oh well then money's never wasted because I'm always learning from what I am doing and the hope is that you make a mistake one time and you don't repeat it again and again because then money's gonna punch you in your face because she's cause like she didn't like that like she didn't yeah. like to be constantly disrespected <sighs> so then she's gonna leave you and go walk next door to go talk to walter who appreciates her yeah we don't want that to happen oh my gosh so <laughs> this is this is so awesome i've never heard money described this way because i do this gets like a little weird esoteric but yeah i think the fallacy is looking at money as like this finite thing that you like collect in a wheelbarrow kind of thing you know or like scrooge mcduck with the with the giant you know uh, vault of of coins and like let me go collect my coins where 
when you approach it that way, it's, it makes it a lot of easy, a lot easier to have a really screwy relationship with money. But looking at it this way, like right. the way I've always looked at it is just like, it's a state of being. Right. And so this is very similar because it's like, what kind of friend and how should I show up for this person that is money? Right. And that really dictates exactly. our state of being and our relationship with it. And it allows you to just not come from a place of fear when you're making those decisions. Like, should this go, he, the money go here or there? You're not doing it from a place of fear. You're doing it from a place of like, how does that best serve this friend that I care about so much? Right. Right. I love right. that. Exactly. That this was, relationship. That is. I mean, and if, well, and if you don't want it to be a friend, it could be a baby. So you can make it mm. a child. Yeah. So like if that to you is more powerful to be like, would I raise my, like, would I give this lesson to my child? Like, like if that's more powerful for you to imagine it's a baby who you're nurturing and you're growing with and they're watching everything that you do, would you want them to see you spending money frivolously on things where you don't have money to pay your rent, you don't have money to pay your taxes, you don't have money to pay your car note? Like, is that a message that you want your children to be learning from? Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. huge. That's really huge. Yeah. Well, this is awesome. I could talk about this stuff with you all day because I love it. <laughs> You're amazing. First and foremost, where can, because I know there's going to be at least like a thousand people here who need your stuff. Where can people <laughs> learn more about your sleep training and, and all the like magic wizardry that you do? I love it. So my website is sleepwellwakehappy.com. On there, you will find all of the juiciness to contact me and to get my sleep training wizardry at your home. <laughs> and then of course I hold my workshops either bi-weekly or monthly, depending on the month for my moms who have a baby who they love to pieces, but they are ready to finally teach them to sleep without feeding them all night long. And if you want to get a seat in that workshop, it's sleepwellwakecappy.com slash workshop. My workshops are super duper fun. Moms love it. We have a good time. So if you're looking for a quick mini workshop where you can get some powerful information about sleep training, I would love to see your beautiful face yeah, in the place. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Tamiga. And we're going to link all that up in the show notes for our listeners. So it's easy breezy to head on over there to learn more about Tamiko. Any final thoughts, advice, words or wisdom for our listeners? Maybe someone who's like just starting out, anything for them. You know, I would just say if you are a baby entrepreneur <laughs> or a new, no, I'm going to say newborn because babies can be a lot of ages. We're going to say brand new. If you're a newborn entrepreneur, I would just say whatever ideas you're having, whatever thoughts you're having, God gave it to you because he knows that you're qualified to do them. So I would just say it's extremely disrespectful to discount what gifts have been given to you and oh. to make it seem like you're not worthy to receive all the goodness that's in store for you. So it's your duty, your homework, your assignment to do the research, do the work so that you can show up fully and help all of the people who would be in a, such a worse spot had they not found you. Mm. How many lives do not get changed because you're operating from your fear? Right. Yeah. Not stepping into the gifts that God gave you. I love that. Tamiko Kelly, you're amazing. You're extraordinary. Thank you thank so much. You. You're awesome. Well, thank you for having me. It was so fun. And hopefully everybody will think of money as a beautiful lady or a handsome gentleman. And maybe we'll start seeing some money is my friend memes in the Facebook group. Money is my friend. 
<laughs> money is my homeboy, homegirl. That's my homie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. I think you're starting a movement with this. I think that is really, really awesome to me, Go. So thank you. Please, are you on Instagram too? As well? I am. So it's at I am Tamiko Kelly on Instagram. We'll link that up as well. Here's my favorite, you guys. If even one thing that Tamiko shared with you has had some sort of impact in your life, send her a DM or comment on one of her posts and let her know. That really means a lot to all of us that have big visions that are up to big things. And I know it'll mean a lot to her if what she has shared here today. Look, she's not she's not some like mindset entrepreneur guru. But like teaching you the latest marketing funnel hack system strategy. She's she's just right. another entrepreneur just like you doing her thing, sharing her gifts, and you know, she's not gonna go go make a million dollars because she was on this podcast. So she dedicated her time <laughs> for free to be here today. Share your feedback with her. I know I know that'll mean a lot to her. So uh, thank yes, you guys for doing that. Good, yeah. yeah. And thank you again, Tamiko, for being here. And we'll see you all on the next episode here on the Mind Your Business Podcast. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be, so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is, this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate, and we can get started right now.